0: Thorny, as we venture into the RR, two truths are consistent. We love our dear Montana state, and we love great beer. And you know who else feels the same? Jeremiah Johnson Brewing. Brewed in the heart of Montana in downtown Great Falls, Jeremiah Johnson takes Montana's finest ingredients to craft some of Montana's favorite beers. And now, Jeremiah Johnson's second tap room is open in downtown Coeur d'Alene. Their Sister IPA is probably one of my favorites. But we all know, Thorny, you're not the hop lover I am. You're more of a Mountain Man Scotch Ale. Well, Foley, I'm certainly not a Mountain Man, but you are right. I do love
1: their Mountain Man Scotch Ale. But come game day, you and I are both cracking their Golden Bobcat Pale Ale. So when you're looking for a quality craft beer brewed with Montana roots, a relaxing taproom, or just a six-pack to take to your favorite Bobcat tailgate, Jeremiah Johnson delivers. Make your next beer a Jeremiah Johnson. And as always, go Cats. Yeah, I gotta to wait. Money. I don't even know where I'm going with until I finish talking. So, how are you possibly gonna know? <laughs> I start a sentence. I don't know where it's gonna go.
0: <laughs> Welcome everybody to the RNR Catcast, a fan based podcast focusing on Montana State athletes. We're two dudes named Ryan from the state of Washington talking about our dear Montana State. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back, Bobcat fans. It's time for another RR Cat cast. Thanks for joining us. I am Ryan Foley across the state from me. On the other end is Ryan Thornburg. Thorny, how you doing tonight, buddy? Doing good, man.
1: I uh back from my vacation to Montana. So feels good to be back home. Felt great to be back in Montana for a week, but it's good to also be back on the podcast with you as we inch closer to actual
0: football. We must have passed each other on I-90 because we took a vacation out to Ocean Shore, so like the very tip of the Olympic Peninsula out there in Washington.
1: Yeah, the odds that we were vacationing in Ocean Shores like three weeks ago or whatever, four (laughs) weeks ago, and then you go down there, and I'm telling you what places to go, what places to avoid, because like, oh, we were just there. Don't go here. But uh, yeah, pretty funny. Crossing paths all over the place, but yet we can't
0: meet (laughs) up anywhere. No, no. Well, that's the way it goes, man. All right. Yeah, we're going to dust off the mics tonight. It is good to be back with you guys. And we, and Ryan and I, I can say this absolutely true. We are just stoked to get this football season going. We are excited to be combing through Montana State stuff every day. The fall cam stuff has been coming out on the daily. It's just like injected into my veins right now. I cannot wait to get this thing going. It's been so long, man. It's been so long. It's it's almost like the reality hasn't
1: even hit me yet that we will be watching football <laughs> Right in exactly like thirty two days, right? We're going to the Gold Rush game, or I guess it's even sooner. Yeah, the the Wyoming games uh, on the fourth. So yeah, less than thirty days.
0: You let the cat out of the bag, man. Have we talked about Gold Rush?
1: Um, I'm not sure we've done it on the podcast. We I'm not sure if we did the last <laughs> one, but yeah, we're 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 going to be at the Gold Rush game versus Drake the old Rob Ash stomping ground. So <laughs> that will be a lot of fun to be down there, um, get some, probably some media passes hanging out on the sideline. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm stoked to be back in Bobcat Stadium.
0: Well, I would like to meet some of our fans too. You know, that'd be really cool to tailgate with some of uh, our listeners. That'd be really fun.
1: Yeah. If you're listening, uh, give us a shout out to, you know, we'll arrange to hang out at a tailgate. We're going to be tailgating. I don't, we might, we might do a live event somewhere in Bozeman. I'm leaning towards no on that, but we might do that. But either way, we'd love to meet some people. We'd love to hang out uh, and uh, meet some people. Yeah, some people who listen to the show. So
0: hit us up. Right on. All right. For today's episode, we are going to be talking about uh, the Stats FCS preseason poll. Yet another preseason poll. We're just going to breeze through that one because they don't really matter yeah, in the same long Same
1: conversation, run. but, you know, we should mention <laughs> it. It's news. We'll go through it.
0: Yeah. Um, this is going to be really a two-part episode. We're going to break down the 2021 schedule. We're going to go through each game and give a little take. Maybe right I we're going to put a, we're actually going to pull up, pull out some bold predictions. We're going to, we're going to give our predictions on, uh, just <laughs> what we think the Bobcats are going to do, what our record's going to be in 2021. But the best thing we have going for you today is the Brent vegan soundbite we collected from the media days in Spokane. So that is, uh coming in the back half of the show
1: yeah it's pretty funny uh we were talking just before we hit record here about we've been in positions to make predictions before we've had guests who've asked us for predictions we're like oh we don't do that here we don't do this on this podcast and then last week (laughs) ryan text text me he's like you know what the idea for the next episode let's share the brenton vegan audio and let's predict the entire season i'm like uh (laughs) <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Let's shake it up a little bit. Let's be a little bit more bold in our predictions. And it'll be fun to, I think, revisit them after the season's over and uh, see how how wrong we were. We're going to be wrong. There's no way. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how close we were.
0: I think it was that cool ocean air from blowing off yeah. the Pacific over there, man. Just cleared my head. I was just, you know, let's, let's do this.
1: You didn't eat it. Mike Seafood? did you? I told you not to eat there. No, no, we uh, uh, intentionally shellfish. avoided it. <laughs> <laughs> that place is terrible. Oh, man. Anyway. All right. You want to get well, into first, the First, hey, Thorny, yeah. you got to get into what we're drinking man, tonight, I, buddy. I'm so excited to talk about Bobcat stuff that I'm skipping right over the beer part. My goodness. You go first.
0: Okay. A little switcheroo. We normally go with you, but tonight, Thorny, you can see it right here in the screen. We are on video right now. I got the Jeremiah Johnson Hazy IPA. Nice. Yes, I found it over here in Spokane, over at my local grocery store. Picked it up today. I'm stoked to have that. I know um, this was a new release last year for them. It's delicious. It is a little high alcohol content for me. You know, I'm not a big big guy. This is 7.3, so this is uh, this is definitely on the heavy side for me. So I will only be having one tonight, but yes, tasty.
1: Nice. I have the, I'm going to have to pull it out of the koozie, I forget, Dancing Trout by Bayern over in Missoula, which I actually don't even know what kind of beer it is. It doesn't say what kind of, it just says it's nail. Oh, there it is. Finally, I read it, 5.3% alcohol, so kind of a lighter, just a normal ale style, style beer. And, you know, it's, pre- it's pretty good. I've never had it before. I was just drawn to the can, just a Dancing Trout right there. I was like, all right, I like trout. So I'll give it a shot. <laughs>
0: <It's pretty laughs> it was good. I've had a dancing trout before, and I believe that Can had like a full grown fisherman, like slow dancing with a trout. No, not that uh, one. Not it this one. A, this is just a different...
1: straight fish jumping out of water. <laughs> no slow dancing, no fisherman anywhere to be found on here. That does sound way oh, more man. interesting than this, though. Yeah,
0: it was really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get right into it. Thorny, take us into the stats FCS poll that came out today. Today is August 8th. What do you got?
1: All right, yeah, I'll take us through like the top 15 or so just to kind of cover all the way to where the Bobcats are and end on a nice even number because ending on where the Bobcats land is weird. We are 12th in the poll, but uh, if you start at the top, we got Sam Houston State, the defending national champion, coming in at number one from the spring season, uh, defending champion. Then we got James Madison, number two, South Dakota State, number three, North Dakota State, number four, which may be a bit of a surprise to some people. Then we got Delaware, five, Weber State, six, Southern Illinois, seven, North Dakota, eight, Montana Grizzlies, number nine, Jacksonville State, 10, Eastern Washington, 11. Then we got the Bobcats at 12, rounded out by Monmouth, 13, Central Arkansas, 14, and then Southeastern Louisiana, who just released some guidelines that they don't want to be called SELA. So now I'm definitely going to call them SELA, uh, number 15. So. There's your top 15. The Cats come in at number 12. Um, Any particular thoughts on that at all, my friend?
0: You know, they seem to be higher on Eastern Washington than I am. I have a lot of questions when it comes to Eastern Washington. Overall, I think Eastern Washington is taking a step down, but they do still have Eric Berrier, who is the preseason MVP in the Big Sky Conference. He is the difference maker, but without him, yeah, I just um, under Coach Best the The Eastern Eagles have not performed consistently at that elite level that we're used to seeing. Well, so it
1: does tend to follow what I've seen pretty much everywhere from the preseason conference polls to the other polls, where it's Weber state uh, the Grizz and then Eastern and then us seems to be kind of the, the trend now where they land in the national landscape is varies, but that is the order pecking order. Um, I do agree that I'm not sure about Eastern being ahead of us but i also i don't know where to put the bobcats right now you know i haven't seen the bobcats Mm -hmm. play under brent vegan i haven't seen us play in two years it's kind of crazy so you know anywhere from like uh 6th to 20th i wouldn't be surprised and i wouldn't really be upset to have the bobcats anywhere in there so yeah yeah i'm I'm fine with the bobcats at 12 and uh we'll see we'll see if we're a better team than the eastern we finally get a chance to to prove it this year
0: Yep, we do play Eastern over here in Spokane, or Cheney, I should say. So I will be going to that game, unfortunately. I hate going to that uh, stadium. We talked about that last week. So let's get right into the 2021 schedule, Thorny. Are you ready for this conversation, my my friend?
1: Yes, I haven't done any prep, so mine's going to be shooting from the hip as I go, how I feel as we discuss. So you're going to start.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go game by game, and Thorny, I'm going to put some rules on this. You're going to have to choose a win or a loss, all right? Yep. Okay, so we're going to start off September 4th at 2 p.m. in Laramie, Wyoming. I almost said Laramie, Washington. That is not a place. It is in Wyoming. We're going to play the Cowboys. Now, a little bit about the Cowboys real quick. They're in the Mountain West Conference, a conference that I predict Montana State will join probably in the next 10 years. We haven't had that conversation. That's a bold prediction, that right is a prediction. Where did that come from? <laughs> uh, we'll save that for a little other day. When I was going through this, I know you didn't do any prep, but I did a lot of prep. I went back and looked at the 2019 schedules, the 2020 schedules, if they played. In 2019, um, the Cowboys were 8-5 in their conference, and they went to the Nova Home Loans Bowl, and they won against Georgia State. Would that have been the uh, Josh here. Allen team? No, he was in the. He was in. um in NFL at that point. Yeah, I'm pretty certain oh, on that. Georgia State, though, I was Georgia State once at FCS. I feel like they were. They were only because they were required
1: to be before they went to FBS. They started the program. Uh, I don't know, ten years ago, eight years ago, or so. With yeah, we're going FBS, we have to do four seasons of FCS, whatever. Just get it out of the way.
0: Okay. So yeah, they're
1: they're a glorified FCS team. <laughs>
0: So eight and five in the Mountain West, you know um, that's nothing to, to like you know be ashamed of. They 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 did really well. They they finished fourth in the conference, um, in the in the abbreviated schedule, the schedule in twenty twenty schedule. They did play in the fall. They were only two wins, four losses. So a little little interesting little bit in two thousand nineteen. Tyler Vanderball played for, you guessed it, Coach Vegan, at Wyoming. And Tyler Vanderwall is the quarterback for ISU right now. And he was the spring season newcomer of the year. a quarterback that I'm very high on. Um, but a little connection there. Yeah, he looked good in the spring.
1: I watched a couple Idaho
0: State games. Yep. Anyways, moving this along, I think we lose at Wyoming. I think uh uh Craig Bowl is gonna know Brent Vegan's schemes. <laughs> I think uh, but you know, there, I, I, at first Ryan, before I let you comment on this real quick, I had this down as a win only because of the surprise factor. There's not going to be any tape on us. And so I think Montana state has a good enough team where they could easily win this game. But overall, I think we probably will lose this game. It's a
1: very interesting dynamic where you have a head coach who was the offensive coordinator of the team that they're playing against. I don't know who really has the advantage there because Brent Vegan's going to know plenty about the defense that they're running there. He's going to know about the ins and outs of the program and the players to keep an eye on and maybe some schemes and some terminology or whatever, but you know, it kind of goes the other way. But at the same time, Brent Vigan is not the offensive coordinator. Now we've talked about how big of a hand does he have in that? I don't know, but it's Taylor Housewright. I think Taylor Housewright is going to have, the reigns more than uh, you you might think that he has. So, but all that being said um, with the cast just learning a new, new offense and, and new schemes and defensive new schemes. And with Jeff showed out and just a whole roster turn, like not roster turnover, a like coaching staff turnover that we had um, in, in some positions, just going to Laramie a team that I think was, did you say they're predicted to be where were they predicted to finish in the, in the conference this year? I want to I say second, say right?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Second man. or third.
1: I think they're predicted to be fairly high. Um, regardless, I'll wrap this up here. I do think that is gonna be a loss. I think if we would have could just continue on our merry way from 2019 with Jeff Chort at the helm, I might feel different about that. But for Brent Vegan's first game against his former team, um, you know, I just I don't see us coming out with a victory on that one.
0: Nope. All right, let's move on to Drake. That is September eleventh, the game you and I are Woo! going to. 6 p.m. kickoff gold rush oh man gold rush at night is something special to be held at bobcat stadium i cannot wait man i'm so excited for that a little bit about drake real quick Drake's in the pioneer league they played in 2019 they had a six and two record that's pretty good they were third in the conference uh six and two in the conference six and five overall Excuse me. So their their total record would have been six and five. Uh, they did play in the 2020 season. The whole Pioneer League did play in the 2020 season, um, and they were only two and three. I'm having this as a win.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to discuss on here. Drake is an up and down, um, partial
0: scholarship, no scholarship. I don't think they had a scholarship don't, when don't, Rob Bash was playing. They weren't. They didn't when coach. they
1: were when he was there. I know that some conferences have like changed. Some have like thirty three, like two thirds, like it's it's or a third of it. It's all weird, but either way, uh, there, there's no reason the Bobcats should lose a game like this. Um, I, I see the cats rolling in this one.
0: Right on, yeah. Gold Rush Magic. You're not going to lose that one no. right there. Sorry, Jake you're just you're just fodder for the team at that point so there's just but too much in. talent
1: left at this point if it was <laughs> uh it's, it's a different transition and this is something we don't need to get too far into but like when Rob Ash came in taking over from the Kramer miss versus uh Choke coming in taking over from the Ash miss now we got Vegan coming over in and taking over a good spot so even if uh the footing is a little odd with the new coaching staff and stuff there's just so much talent Some of these games we're going to go over are just going to be
0: the Bobcats just have much more talent. So Drake is one of those teams. Got it. All right. The next week, September 18th, we play San Diego. Um, That's going to be a harder game than Drake. Yeah. I think – I don't know if it's at home or not. I didn't write that down. It is home. I'm looking at the schedule. It's at home. Okay. I don't see us ever
1: going to a non-scholarship team on the road. That would be pretty – that's a good
0: point. We did have the home Diego, and home with Drake,
1: I guess, that one year, but <laughs>
0: it's a 1 p.m. kickoff. They they are the Toreros. They're in the same conference as Drake, which is the Pioneer Conference. Like I said, interesting little thing about San Diego. Before they play us, they play Cal Poly and UC Davis. So they have like a little big sky run right before um they come over to Bozeman. Um in 2019, they went nine and three and they got into the playoffs, if you remember this. And they lost to Northern Iowa, three to seventeen, and so they uh, they finished first. They're like typically what I've been seeing is the the top team in the Pioneer Conference. I think this is going to be a really good game. This is going to be a good test for us. This is a current playoff team. Um, let's see, did they play in 2020? Yeah, they did. They had a four and two record in 2020, so they're used to winning. Uh. I think this will be a good test. I think this will be a good test early for the bobcast to see where we are. I have us winning this one too.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a good test. That's going to be our um, the biggest challenge that might mean anything in the out-of-conference because like whatever happened to Wyoming is kind of throw it aside with all the weirdness that could be surrounding that game. But San Diego, a perennial power in the in – the, you say the NEC. I can't keep track of the uh, – conferences that these smaller non-scholarship schools are in but they're they're always a good team and honestly they've waxed a few big sky teams in the playoffs before they've they're typically undefeated they're just they just dominate that league but they have a hard time going very far in the playoffs they can usually win a game or two but it's gonna be good it's gonna be a good challenge i think the having them at home early in the season bodes well for the bobcats I do see the Cats winning this one, but yes, yeah, San Diego traditional power and uh, nothing to take lately there for sure. But I do see the Bobcats just having too much size and physicality for the Toreros.
0: <laughs> Toreros. All right. Well, that ends the out of conference play for us. In, in and then September one. 25th. Yep. September 25th. Uh, we're going to go over to Portland State and Portland State was ranked 10th in the Big Sky media poll um, early on. It's a 3 p.m. kickoff. I don't even know where we play in Portland State anymore. I think it's still at a high school stadium. I'm not sure. It probably Uh, is. Portland State And the last – yeah, they've just been kind of bad overall. They've been 3-5 and in conference in 2019. They played one game against the Grizzlies and got their butts whooped. I know – uh, like specifically Colter nuan is, is high on Portland State specifically probably because of their QB Davis Alexander he's kind of a stud I just don't see it I think this is um, a win for the Bobcats
1: yeah I mean if I had to if you had to hold hold me over the fire on this one I would say it's a win but this is the makings of a trap game this will be the first game the Cats have played. With like zero atmosphere. So we're going to Wyoming. That's going to be, you know, a pretty big game there. And they got the two home games, including Gold Rush. And then we're going to Portland State at a high school stadium with like 2,500 fans, which will be like 1,500 of them, probably Bobcat fans. That's a whole different experience. So those games can be trap games, especially for people that haven't, uh, players that haven't made the trek out there. I mean, this is what Jeff Cho would cl- cl- call a "bring your own energy" game for sure. I don't know how the pl- the new staff is going to handle that. It could be the classic game where we go on the road against a a team that always has talent. Portland State always has talent. They never or are, are, they're rarely able to put together. Um, I do see us winning this one, but that, that could be a
0: hard game. So you're going to go down with the win on that one. Uh, Chuck it up with the win. All right. Uh, next game. October 2nd, we're going to play Northern Colorado at home, 1 p.m. kickoff. Northern Colorado is ranked number 12 in the media poll. Uh, only interesting thing about Northern Colorado is uh, they got Ed McCaffrey's son playing quarterback. He's a transfer from Michigan. Uh, Northern Colorado easily has a hardest schedule in the big sky. They play all the who's who's. They're going to... Um, not win in Bozeman that is that is a if we lose to Northern Colorado on October 2nd is bad news for the Bears I mean it's bad news for the Cats <laughs> it's bad news Bears be, from the Bears <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there you go and
1: how are you, how are you going to say the only interesting thing is that Ed McCafferty sons the quarterback You're, you glossed over the fact that Ed McCafferty is the coach I know it's I kind of old news that, at this right? point but he hasn't played a single or he hasn't coached a single snap for the for the Bears And um, anyway
0: there's uh, no T in the in McCaffrey, it's Whatever. just McCaffrey. I don't care. McCaffrey T.
1: am not Come a on. Broncos fan. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or a Panthers fan. Uh, let's see. All right. Well, this one I think up for a win. Uh, Northern Colorado is rarely good. Yeah, they're they're just a bad program. And in Bozeman, that's e- that's easy. Greeley, we've 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 had some struggles down there, at home, no problem.
0: Yeah, Portland State's a trap game. Northern Colorado's a get right game.
1: Yeah, yeah. If anything happens at Portland State, uh, it's going to be taken out on Northern Colorado.
0: So the next week, October 9th, we play Cal Poly uh, at home again. <laughs> and Cal Poly, if there's a team that was worse in Northern, Cal- Northern Colorado, it is Cal Poly. And so the Bobcats have two weeks to just like get their flex on right away. <laughs> it's a 2 p.m. kickoff, which I think is kind of interesting. So the lights are going to be on for that one. You're going to get some, you're going to get some, uh, some darkness creeping in on the stadium right there. But Cal Poly, I mean, gosh, they look terrible in the spring. Bo Baldwin has a lot of work to do. He doesn't have the Eastern Washington athletes that he can pull from Cal Poly. Uh, that's a different conversation. But, yeah, um, Cal Poly, that's a win. That's easy. They were so bad in
1: the spring that they like just quit halfway through the season, didn't they? <laughs> They're like, we're done. Let's just not, let's just regroup. Let's, let's think about what we're doing here. Like they, they cancel like the last several games. They just straight up like quit. Right. Yeah. And I I think their top three quarterbacks or top two quarterbacks have transferred out since then. Like Jalen hammer's gone, who was the stud triple option quarterback, but uh, trying to revamp that whole mess and it went very poorly, I actually thought Bo Baldwin might be able to turn that team into a decent team right off the bat. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to take some time. Um, this one's going to be an easy victory.
0: So we're halfway through the season and both you and I have one loss. One, two, three, four, five wins. The Cats right now are top top, top four team in the nation right now. If, if, if this plays out yeah, the way we're looking. We're probably like seven or eight. Well, five and one, man. That's pretty good. So, you know, five and one. That's looking pretty good, specifically if we have to get to seven wins to get into the playoffs.
1: That's not bad. Yeah, we're right? looking good for the playoffs. But like, like everyone else who's in the top ten, if they're taking care of business too, then we're not going up that much. But uh, yeah, we're we're looking good at this point. This is
0: right. this
1: is where I think you and I are going to start to either deviate or, or the the discussion becomes much more challenging because it it flips a switch real quick here <laughs> from cakewalk uh, to uh, just a gauntlet.
0: So next game will be now October 15th, which is a Friday. This is one that I'm, you know, just already jacked for. We're playing underneath the lights in Ogden on ESPNU. Can't wait for that 8 p.m. kickoff. Holy cow. Weber State. Weber State's ranked number one in the media poll. I can't remember the last time we beat Weber. I don't remember talking about it in the podcast years ago. And so I would have to go back and look at those stats Weaver State man they have some they just seem beatable but they always beat you, right exactly. they're like you know, and you're like holy cow like the offense, come on but they get you they just grind you out they out they do what Chote always loved to do like he said it would just drag you into the fourth quarter and then drown you right or drag yeah, you into deep water even and drown, more ugly drown you. yeah <laughs> golly they always they know. win
1: games like 14 to 11. it's mm-hmm. like it's like horrible but it always happens and you think like they can't keep winning like that but then they do
0: yeah and it seems like we've been playing in ogden the last three times we've played them which i'm pretty sure is true so they haven't been to bozeman in a long time i have us losing this one this is a l on my uh prediction i would have really liked to have seen like the when Chote had it
1: rolling versus like Chote versus Jay Hill, when they both got it rolling, cause they're so similar in philosophies. I would have really liked to see that matchup. I don't know. Um, it, this is such a hard discussion for us because we just don't know what the Bobcats look like yet, but that this, this is where maybe the elephant, a surprise could help us. Um, obviously there's going to be some game tape on us at this point, but if you look at, if you look at the games coming up to this, how much do the Bobcats really have to put on film. They can certainly save some things until they get to Weber state. So there could be some surprises left by the time we get to Weber state. But, uh, I think I might have to agree with you like on this one. Uh, if this was a home game, I could see it, it, the Bobcats favor, but in a way game, a night game in Ogden, that's going to be, that's going to be tough. I'm going to chalk it up with the loss. You
0: know, what a big win if we do, right? Yeah. That's like some national, like, like, Legitness, right there. If we do, and Weaver State did look beatable in the spring. I actually thought
1: that they looked worse than they had previously. They were able to squeak into the playoffs, and I think they lost in the first round. So they didn't. They didn't look all that great. I think they you know, are. They had a crazy
0: easy schedule too, right? Yeah, and they, and they, they also do with this, teams. Yeah, they right now. I did my little uh, schedule strength analysis. They have the second easiest schedule in the Big Sky. Preseason rankings. So Weaver State getting an easy pass again on their schedule. Uh, Montana State coming in. That's going to be. I'm looking at Montana. I'm looking at weaver State's schedule. That's got to be the biggest game they have on their on their whole uh on their whole uh you know list of games. So they're going to be they're going to be jacked for that game. So it's going to be a tough one for sure.
1: I do love it's a ESPN U game on a Friday night. That's pretty awesome and what a big a big opportunity for the Cats.
0: All right, Bobcats. Moving on. <laughs> all right, so we're both predicting an L against Weber. Wow, this is an exciting podcast. We just <laughs> agree all the time. <laughs> uh, no, right? There's no. This deviation happens a lot. There.
1: This happens a lot. We need to bring someone in who just like just spits fire and and is complete opposite of us.
0: All right, next too logical. one is <laughs> Idaho State. I'd always say that home it's one PM kickoff. I'm high on the Bengals. Yeah. I think Rob Fantasy has it going on. I think Tyler Vanderwall is a stud at quarterback. This is a tough game. This is a tough game. I'd always he's ranked ninth right now. I think you mean preseason polls. Like, yeah, yeah. I think they're more like five, six in my book, maybe seven. Um, I got this winning this one, but I think this is gonna be a battle. Absolute battle. At this point in
1: the season, you're starting to see the separation, um as you typically do in the Big Sky Conference, where there's four, three, three to five, te- five teams at most that are legit teams, and then the rest, anybody that you thought was going to be good at this point are stinking up the joint. I think Idaho State isn't going to be stinking up the joint. I think they're going to be at this point. They're probably going to be fighting for like their playoff lies They're probably going to be sitting at, like a. Right around 500, maybe a little bit above 500. But I actually think, whatever reason, that the, this is so far in the future, this just so stupid, that this is like a buzzsaw game for Idaho State. They come in there and uh, whether we beat Weber or lose to Weber, they're going to come into a hyped up or an angry Bobcat team and just get just destroyed in Boseman. So easy, easy victory for the Bobcats in this one. As much as, as high as I am on Idaho State, because I agree with you, something about this just says, no. Not for you, not today, Bengals.
0: <laughs> oh, that's what man. happens All when right. you just
1: do this on the fly, like I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so then we have an off week, which will be good. It's a good time for off Great week. Great. Yep, November sixth, they come over to Cheney, Washington. Washington, um, two p.m. kickoff. We play Eastern here in Eastern Washington. Man, we haven't beat Eastern in a men's competition, basketball, football, it feels like ever. I mean, that's like maybe a little bit hyperbole, but Eastern just owns us for some reason. I got us losing against Eastern.
1: This is one of those uh, situations where Jeff Choate's squad never got to play some of these teams, Weber State or Eastern Washington, when he had a roll-in, so... That's why these streaks kind of exist because the they actually the cats had a relatively easy schedule in 2019, but uh, I I don't as much as as fun as it is to sit there and say the this is the end for Eastern like people just wish it like Aaron Best is gonna drive that program into the ground or oh they weren't that good in the spring I think Eastern's a good team I think they're still a top four top five team in the conference and it's certainly top fifteen or twenty in the nation. This is the year the monkeys off the back. We go over to Cheney. You're there. You're gonna witness it. You're gonna see it in person. We're
0: gonna beat him. Nice. I love that. What's gonna get it. That that would put us in playoff contention right there. That that's seven wins if we uh if we are the Houdinis we think we are. <laughs> if we can just continue
1: any of that physicality that we had on the previous staff. That's just not what Eastern does well. I think we just match up well with them. If if we're anything like we were, I, and there's going to be obviously differences, but I just think the cats are too physical for Eastern, even the Avian and Chini.
0: Man, I would love it. I would love just to smash Eastern, just smash them. But that's such a hard place to play. It's it such a bring your own energy kind of place. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at that date. What's well, November 6th? It could be anything at that point, it could be sunny and windy or cold and windy or it's just a weird place to play man so um yeah i've, yeah, been, there. I've I, been there a few games it's it's Ooh. it gets so cold so fast <laughs> yeah so all right so then that leaves us with two games uh idaho the vandals on november 13th we play them at home at a 1 p.m i think we win that game idaho is idaho's idaho. I mean, if you know anything about the big conference or the big sky conference, that just gonna ring true to you. They are the most talked about team that does not a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, I just think, you know, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on Idaho, right? We could bring in our friends from Tugs. It's such an interesting case study. It is. And like, I want Idaho to be good. Like, I, I root for Idaho. They're just, I don't know, they just can't get past themselves. They just don't feel like they belong in the Big Sky Conference, although they are a flagship member of the Big Sky Conference. Once they left and came back, they just their agency within the conference is just doesn't feel authentic. It feels like they always are like, yeah, well, but you know, we're just settling to be here, but you know, we really don't want to be here. So I don't know. I mean, th- all this plays into how I predicted our score or, or our prediction on this one. I think we're going to beat Idaho. I just don't know who they're going to bring to outclass us. I think we're tougher than they are. I think we're going to be motivated that the Grizzlies are the next week thereafter. I think we're going to win. Idaho, I think is a great game to have before brawl of the
1: wild. Um, Cause they're going to, they're going to be physical. They're going to give you some of the same kind of looks in, in a way that the Grizz do in a in traditional Grizz way. So it's a great game to have before that. I, I I agree with you. Like eh, it'd be so good for the conference if Idaho was good, but they just can't they can't seem to fully accept the fact that they're playing in the FCS. I don't know what it is. They get up, they get up for the big game. So this this is a game that Idaho is going to play well in. Is it enough? I don't know. It's in Bozeman, so uh, we're talking about teams that can't yeah can't get scheduling breaks. Now it's going to be two times in a row that Idaho's come here. We have yet to play there since they joined the conference. Uh We played like their last year in FBS. Jeff Choate's first year was the last time we played in Idaho, and it's been two straight years in Bozeman, or two straight games in Bozeman. I like this game at home. I like this game in November from a dome team in Bozeman. I think this is a game that we can win, and it's going to set up us, set us up well going into the brawl.
0: Not only that the thing that I just thought about Ryan is I think Idaho will have mentally given up at this point. <laughs> yeah, you're right. If they're sitting at
1: this at this point uh in 11 game season, 11 game season at like 5 and 4 or 4 and 5. Yeah, like what are the, what, how what effort are you going to get?
0: Exactly. From Paul Petrino. Paul Petrino. Yeah, it's. <laughs> <Paul> not- <laughs> <laughs> you owe me one. <laughs> I Jinx, Jinx. <my> <laughs> All right, Thorny, this is, uh, that leads us to the Brawl of the Wild, November 20th in Missoula, high noon, Brent Musburger. It's going to be awesome. Um, So uh, I have us winning against the Grizzlies because that's what we do. We beat the Grizz. Um, I just think our team knows how to beat the Grizz. I don't think the Grizzlies know how to beat us yet. I think they want to. Um, Yeah, I just want to, when you you put it down to uh, the brass, I just think we're tougher than they are. And we just get it done. You came over to my house in 2019. We watched that game, and we kicked the crap out of them. Just kicked the crap out of them. They had no answers for us. Not Not a lot has changed since 2019. We have pretty much the same players, even... You know, there's a couple of them that I left, but no, we're going to win.
1: See, I think the player thing is uh, we we got Bobcat slaying legends like Derek Marks and Braden Conkle are gone. So there is some holes, some some of those guys that uh, set the founda- foundation for never losing to the Grizz. But you're right. At this point, it is kind of a culture thing. Like mm-hmm. everyone on the roster no, no one on the roster, better way to phrase this, has lost to the Grizz. So that is definitely in our favor. And it's definitely, uh, we've been beating them with just being more physical than them and just wanting the game more and caring about the game more. As, as funny as it is, Bobby Houck mocks us for like only caring about the game Well, we still went further in the playoffs. So it worked out in every single way that you could possibly want it to work out. My head right now is telling me that this game is going to be a loss because I do think Bobby Houck has it going. I think the Grizz are going to be better overall than they were last year in some areas that could be problematic for the Bobcats, like bad matchups. I think the Grizz take a step back in a few other areas. I really, I really liked Dalton Sneed. He didn't play very well in in the games against the cats, but my head's saying a loss, but you know what? This is a Bobcat podcast. I don't think I could ever literally pick against the cats in this game. So cats, Win this game!
0: Oh my gosh, I literally have erased your prediction twice now. It's a win, back to win. You're like, what was he talking about? Win, loss, win,
1: loss, win, lost. Yeah, so I gotta wait. You- I don't even know where I'm going with until I finish talking. So, how are you possibly gonna know? <laughs> I start a sentence, I don't know where it's gonna go.
0: <laughs> so, Ryan, you uh, you have us at nine and two. I have us at eight and three. By all means has putting us in the driver's seat They'll have a home playoff game and then who knows thereafter, right? Now that now that you're
1: saying it like nine and two, that just sounds so outlandish. I do think we lose to the grizz, but I'm still gonna pick my W. Yeah, so nine, nine and two. Team. Nine and two. Yeah, I'll never pick it against it. So basically we just uh disagree on Eastern Washington. Yeah. And that is very much a toss-up game. That that could be a coin flip. All right, nine and two, that gets us probably a seed in the playoffs. Oh yeah, I like I like where this is going.
0: All right, well, there is our twenty twenty one prediction. Foley has us at eight and three. Thorny has us at nine and two. I love it, Thorny. You know those last three. Those last three. So interesting thing. Before we like kind of wrap up this conversation, we're at Weber, at Eastern, at Montana. It's a tough road schedule. I
1: mean, come on. That's super. That's got to be the toughest road slate. I know we don't have the toughest overall schedule, but all the teams that are tough on our schedule are on the road. And that's going to yeah. be tough, including including Wyoming.
0: Yeah. So um, Montana State, again, gets some sort of crazy, weird, weird, tough schedule. I mean, overall, like like I, I've scored it out, we have our to of the 8th, Easiest schedule tied with – um. oh, my gosh. Let me take a look real it quick. It just doesn't uh, feel
1: that way, but you're right. Like the other teams, the first half of the conference are all just bad teams. <laughs> and I know you're just yeah. doing conference stuff there, but like Portland State, Northern Colorado, Cal Poly, uh, those are pretty easy teams. But then you get down to where we think teams are going to project. You got Weber State, Idaho State, Eastern Washington, Idaho. And those are all solid programs, so – yeah. Eighth just seems not right to me, but
0: so UC Davis and Montana State in my calculations share um like strength of schedule, like the eighth easiest um pathway through the conference schedule. But yeah, Montana State hits all the big ones right there. So, Weaver State, Eastern, and Montana all on the road. Doesn't seem fair, but it is what it is. Montana State's pretty much used to it right now because, I mean, Jeff Choate era, I think maybe one year in there we had more of an easy schedule, but Jeff Choate liked to schedule them hard. Same, same thing.
1: Yeah, you can't control the conference schedule, but you can control the out-of-conference schedule, and Choate did like to challenge that. Yeah, for sure.
0: All right. Well, that was quite the conversation on... The 2021 schedule went a little longer than I thought we would, you know. Thorny, I think it's I think for this episode, I think we cap it off right there because I want to spend some time talking about Brent Vegan, the culture, all that good stuff. But I think that's a full other episode coming up yeah. that we can, um, you know, really sink our
1: teeth into. Yeah, I think we bit off more than we could chew tonight. Like let's do the Brent Vegan thing. Let's talk about the culture after the Brent Vegan clip, while also talking about the schedule. Nah, it just didn't work out that way. We're already. Forty minutes into this, so I think I think that's a good call. It was a fun conversation talking about the schedule. Um, not sure how good a content it ended up being, but it was fun talking anyway.
0: <laughs> I like to poke fun at our uh, Big Sky Podcast brethren. You know, I know uh, the Eastern guys and the Tubbs of the Club guys when they listen to this, and maybe even the Grizz fan pod when they listen to this. They're gonna be shaking their head, but uh,
1: it's a good test uh-huh. to see if anyone listens because. If they do, they're gonna they're gonna be
0: atting us for sure. But
1: uh, I'm not sure they're <laughs> gonna listen.
0: So I think we're probably pretty safe, to be honest. So hey, uh, call out to the fans if you have any predictions or if you think we're wrong, give us a shout out. Yeah, yeah, let us know. Like uh, that's that's the fun part
1: interacting. So let us know where we're right and where we're wrong.
0: Yeah, on Twitter all right thorny take us out there buddy let do you uh thing.
1: twitter you can find us there on our cat cast that is our twitter handle you can find us on our rrcatcast.com we would like to once again thanks jeremiah johnson for being our sponsor for another season that's very awesome of them and i'm excited to partner with them for another year and uh let's get out of here with a go cats
0: go cats go cats <laughs>